sipping, I'm 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 sipping. You good? This is Sippin' with Sammy. I am Sippin' with Sammy. Sam Malone, Barstool, Rug. If you ain't sippin' with Sammy, you ain't sippin' right. Please get your fucking life together. It'll be 2023 already. You wouldn't have had a shot yet. And today I had the pleasure of having my guy in here, man. My man, Arson. Shout out to Arson. What's up with you, bro? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Sammy? You I'm already good. know what's up. Staying busy. Focus. Staying busy is one thing that you do. <laughs> and one thing that um a lot of my guests on my platform have in common is that I always say that if you're moving around the city, you've seen these people. With you, everybody that's moving around the city already knows you, but you're not moving in the same circles no more. You running like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but yeah. everybody knows who you are. Um, so backs your plays, um, I'm assuming, because I see a lot of people supporting with certain things that you that you want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, nowadays, yeah. a little more people. But I want to salute be. you because like you don't build that network without work. Yeah, so like you said, I put a lot of that groundwork in early. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally, like, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, walking the city, literally walking for two months with my, my team, putting up posters, being everywhere, standing outside the clubs before Instagram, before MySpace, mm-hmm. like in the rain, in the snow, all of that, like <laughs> stuff that, that people ain't built for, you know, showing up every week to the to the club, you ain't old enough to get in, DJ like, what's up? I ain't playing that shit. <laughs> and then you come back next week like, I got something else. You just keep coming. Like, yeah. you just, it's just like it's you're insane athlete. or something. Like, you know what I mean? Cause you believe in it so it's a much. Drive though. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people, you know, they, they, they post their links and all of that, but I don't know if everybody built for where we come from. <laughs> so yeah, I did a lot of that. But like you said, now I'm, I'm international performing, yeah. national performing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to take my gift worldwide and, and help people worldwide. And I think that's, that's the next step. And that's what it's really about. Not just being stuck. Absolutely, absolutely, because, I mean, we're in a blessed area. Tri-State in general is a lot of opportunities, a lot of talent. It's a lot of places that you go rub shoulders with. But after you do that, or while you're doing that, you need to be getting bigger things going and, and getting outside your zone, outside of your comfort zone. Um, shit, I had um, my man on here recently, and he was talking about um, years ago, he started going to Australia to perform for, for like, he'd go out there for like a month every year. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's like shoot videos, record, link with producers, all of that. Of course. Like make his time out of it. But it's like people don't even think that people over there are listening to you. Yeah. But we have algorithms and, and prints and, you know, spreadsheets that basically show us on your phone if you really look up, if you register yeah. your music, yeah. that shows you who's listening to it. Facts. And you Facts. need to get there. Yeah. Facts. And, <laughs> and even if they ain't listening to it, it's just, it's a good it's a good humbling experience to just go somewhere where nobody know you again. I say that all the time. Because like, it's like you got to, it keeps your drive the same. When I went to Punta Cana, everybody thought I was Dominican because I, I guess sure. I look Dominican. Mm-hmm. But I, I went in, I went there and smashed it like I would smash it anywhere. Because I, I, I smashed it the same everywhere because I care that much. So where were, where were you? What was the event in Punta Cana that you performed at? It was actually Dreams Resort. Um, okay. Yeah, so they have like entertainment there so you know, for the tours. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. booked me to come. And I performed with their dancers, and it was just uh, amazing, you know. I know that was dope. Yeah, like you know, that's type of stuff I like, do. I get paid <laughs> to do this shit. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, I'm like an all around entertainer, so you know, I yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. You know, I do all that acting, all of that. So like, it's really I'm so comfortable. You know, a lot of people don't be comfortable. I could perform in in a club, in the street, in the hood, at a church. Like I have that versatility that I was blessed with. So 
I enjoy it to the fullest. You know what I mean? I think that, um, and not everybody, because everybody's not meant to do everything. But people that want to progress in certain ways that they act like they want to. Yeah. You, if that's not in you, you have to find something to make that a part of you. You have to motivate yourself. It's, you know, you we could try train our minds and our bodies to do whatever makes sense. Facts. For the time, right? Yeah. But a lot of the times we talk ourselves out of whatever for whatever. Fear a lot of the time. Sometimes if you go so hard and nothing comes of it, it's like then what? Yeah, and then people worry about what a lot of people think. And um Which like, is hard. Like we was talking about Jay Z yesterday and you know, somebody mentioned like, Hey, he wouldn't be as rich as he was if he just rapped. Like he found other ways, other skills and talents to make money. And I think, you know, people need to know that. Artists need to know that. Clothes designers, like, whatever you want to do, you always got to get out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and always, like, outbeat yourself. Stop worrying about everybody else. Outdo yourself. And that's how you're really going to be successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say um, to artists in general, because maybe you're not necessarily, you know, you don't know what else you want to do, but... Are you merchant? Are you doing a merch thing? Are you, you know, um, providing different links for different things that people can support that can't necessarily come to your show? Are you yeah. giving people multiple ways to support you? Yeah, for because sex. there's people that would love to support you, but they got five kids and three yeah, jobs. Yeah, exactly. And they, but they, they got can't. some money for you, even even on that. Yeah. And if not, they got word of mouth and all of that for you. Exactly. People don't value those things. Like relationships are worth more than money. Mm-hmm. Like period. The relationships I have that I built early on is what you're seeing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like it ain't like you know, the news just hit me up out of nowhere. Like no, these oh, people these you. people have been watching me. Yeah. They may not have had a reason. But it's all timing. You know, it got to make sense for people. Absolutely. I've known people for 20 years and we ain't worked together to now, but I always maintain those relationships. And that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it because cool. everything is in the right timing. Exactly. Time. And people got to be patient, you know, and that that's what I understand. So, you know, looking at that strategically, you know, how you treat people both ways. You know, a lot of people treated me like shit too, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bro. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I, I work with them from a distance. You know, I understand. I take it as a grain of salt. I, you know, I don't take it personal, but at the same time, if it's too much, then I just don't fuck with them at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't do that. But that's your prerogative. Like you, you a human first, you a man first, you, yeah. all of that. So it's like, um, people think that even though you, you, you might not react to something, that that doesn't put a little notch in the head. You know what I mean? Like, no, I remember it. It is there. And when I get to the point where when I think the view is not favorable, then I'm going to stop thinking of you. I'm going to stop making you a part of things. You see what I'm saying? Because it's not enjoyable when I think in your direction because I do remember how you've reacted and done things in the past. And now... I'm better off just having a good time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that's the thing. You can have, you can work hard and enjoy this shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what You're I'm doing. You're supposed to at some point. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what I do. Like I think work I, I don't I love everything. Like even everything I do, the acting, the video editing, mm-hmm. the, you know, the podcast, the mm-hmm. writing, the raps, the performances. Mm-hmm. It's hard, but I like it. Like I'll be up fourteen hours straight just and you constantly learn it. Yeah. And like, evolving. Yeah, and evolving. I got to tell myself to get some sleep because I, I love it. See, the love is what people forget. They get too caught up in the likes and the attention. Mm-hmm. But imagine tomorrow that the internet shut down. No more Instagram. No more none of that. Mm-hmm. Imagine if if music was illegal. Like, I'm that deep into it. Like, if this shit shut down and you couldn't do it no more and it was whack to do, I'm going to still do it at the same level. And I think everybody ain't built like that. 
What's the name of the podcast? <clears throat> well, my podcast is called The Matchbook Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's about arts, community, and culture. So, you know, it's something that I cross-market to more of my LinkedIn followers, my professionals. Okay. You know, I have a master's degree in human service, so oh, okay. I have a whole different type of following. They may not be too interested in the hip-hop or the music or what's Absolutely. going on that scene, but they, they care more about, you know, the substance behind it and, and you know, on the... Mm. You know, on that level, so cater to those people as well. Dope. And when you um acting, what 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 have you been a part of so far? What do you have coming as far as acting? Um, I'm the new season of Tells on BET. I'm in I'm in episode one. Fight that's, the power. That's a big deal. <coughs> yeah, Irv Gotti. A, shout out to Irv. That's a big deal. I like what he's doing with that franchise. I met Irv Gotti in 2013 at a show, and relationships. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't bugging. You know what I mean? I just knew when the time was right. I submitted it for it wasn't a big role, but I did play some role in, in directing and creativity mm. because I am a director. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing. I just did a Jefferson Hospital commercial, mm-hmm. you know, because I work in I work I have a history working in the hospital, so that was a relationship. I was in a movie called Soulful mm-hmm. with Snoop from The Wire. Mm-hmm. So then a lot of my own projects. I'm working on a movie next year. This this video that drops Friday, Voices of My City, inspired okay. by the Pray for Philly Challenge, is you'll see my directing skills in there too because it's dope. a storyline as well. So dope, dope. And that airs on CBS Friday. It's crazy. That's beautiful. I know, right? Congratulations, <laughs> man. And that's the thing because you're on my timeline and I'm constantly seeing dope stuff, but clearly I missed a couple things. You just <laughs> ran down two things specifically that I'm like, I didn't even know that and I follow you. Yeah. But um, that's a good thing. That's yeah, a good thing. That's sure. a good thing. That's a beautiful thing. You mentioned the challenge. Let's 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 speak to the challenge because I um I knew it was a great idea when you DM me um <laughs> before everybody started doing their verses. But we've seen the first forty eight challenge take months to pick up. Yeah, your challenge took got, got grew wings from the gate like two weeks. Yeah. So na- the name of the challenge is it's the Pray for Philly challenge, mm-hmm. and and it started it started when I took one of my young boys to the studio. Um, you know, I grew up with his uncles. One of them died. One of them got like 30 years. I don't know exactly how many years he got. Football but he numbers. just needed got he needed guidance. So he was like, I'm trying to rap. I took him to the studio when we left. I'm just sitting in the car listening to this beat he played. And I'm like, damn. Like, he was so excited. Like, I ain't seen nobody that excited about nothing. Like, mm. the dude was like, yo, that's me. I'm like, yeah, that's you. And it's like... That's I said, damn, what if we had more OGs through music? Like, Absolutely. we ain't even got to know the young boys, but what if we just, and I said, well, damn, like, I know it's a lot of violence. It's a lot of addiction going on in the city. <clears throat> when I think about prayer, I don't think about, like, begging or I think more so just collective power, like me, you, a bunch Energy. of, a higher power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was like, look, I'm going to do a pray for my city, John, pray for Philly. I did it. And I just hit up everybody. Like I, I'm probably in your DM right now. Like yeah, I hit like, up everybody because I want to hold everybody accountable for their skill, mm-hmm. their influence, all of that. You know, I don't care how big or how small you is. You got, you got, you got the power of word. And in hip hop, you know, we, you know, it's a competitive thing. So I wanted to use that competitive nature and that accountability to hold artists accountable. And I, and I didn't mind sharing my platform. It's like, look, if if we're gonna be on the same accord, I'll put a stop to everything I'm doing for a while, my regularly scheduled program, so we can come together to really address to do something this. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that when and I and then panels could come from this and all type of things. Then then artists can benefit from it too, not just mm-hmm. by being a part of it, but you on my platform, right. the news play, you're playing your clip. Talk you see what I'm saying? Talk and, and, and talk, ours. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you know, our city always talk about oh, everybody is. 
crabs in a bucket. Like, okay, yeah, we battle, we have our things, and that's part of hip hop. But at the end of the day, you know, outside of that, we should stick together. You know uh, what I mean? And I, I wanted to be an example of that. I think the support that has followed you just creating a situation for people to whether you want to jump in, you can jump in, you stay out, you can stay out. I think that you got a great response. How many verses have you received? <clears throat> it's like 97 at this point 97 total I, It's hard to keep up I, I've been doing a playlist on You can look on YouTube Under the Paper Philly hashtag Okay Paper Philly challenge hashtag You'll see about 60 something And then it's like <laughs> other people So it's about I counted so like 97 40 more to add Yeah no it's Yeah I, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying Like I, I be busy So it's like No people these be are like, good problems Yeah These yeah. are good problems People be like Yo you gonna post mine You know what I mean And there's some people You know they just wanna post it For the, for the attention and they want to have back and forths. And I'm like, yo, if you ain't doing it for the right reason, dog, just keep it on. Like, come on. Like, I ain't got time for that. We have to be specific and intentional about our platforms. Yeah, um, yeah. Even when it's just a challenge. Like, yeah, because just a challenge isn't just a challenge. Yeah, it's deeper than that. Like, mm-hmm. like I get it, but I'm also doing, I'm strategic. I'm. This is to help people. Mm-hmm. Like, this ain't just rap. Like, so... I'm you. I'm doing a youth pray for Philly challenge mm-hmm. contest where the, the winner wins four hundred, the second place two hundred, the third one hundred. You What's know, the um, age cap on that? It's twelve to seventeen, Dope. and the deadline is the eighteenth. I want to incentivize young people to use their mind and their words instead mm-hmm. of their guns. Absolutely. And then on top of it, you know, I have all these programs and resources that's behind me. So when you submit, mm-hmm. you get you get job resources, you get mental health resources, you uh-huh. get legal stuff if you got a little record. So. It's not. It's, it's like they can like really change their lives just from this challenge. So it's a whole lot of optimism <clears throat> that comes from that. Yeah, so and then the hope in the city, exactly. the hope, like you know, the hope us representing the streets and you know everybody that watch, everybody watch the news, everybody yeah. watch good things. We can't those, have man. Super Bowl parades every month just to boost y'all. We need more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it's really it's longevity is is deeper than that, and, and I be wanting everybody to understand what they're part of. And I just like I like the positive energy, you know. It just feel good, you know. People, I just, people surprised. They like yo, how much for you post my joint? I said, look, I post it. You know what I mean? Um, take it serious. I, and yeah, be good. yeah, just, yeah. Just be good. Like don't be playing around. Because like you gotta think about it like this. Like I I appreciate you, you know, stepping up and everything. But if if you it's a quality thing. If somebody comes and and they and you're not taking it serious, they not gonna take it serious. Absolutely. So people that, gonna treat your house how you do. Exactly. So it's a lot that go involved with it. And then at the same time, like I said, I was prepared for it, but I wasn't. Like it was something that came from the heart. So it ain't like, like I said, it was a week. Yeah. And it was rolling. Yeah. Like a lot of challenges that wind up popping, they've been out for a while. I don't know if you be paying attention, but I, like, I, I I don't pay attention to how long they be out. But I, I'd be I'd be seeing stuff. Stuff catches traction though, and sometimes it's that one person that does it that catches other people's attention or whatever. But whatever happened with you, I just kept seeing you posting them back to back, and I'm like, it's it, it, the difference was I'm seeing I, female I, I, young ladies. I'm active, like I'm. I'm in your DM. Like, yeah. I'm not too bougie. Yeah, you didn't I'm, just put it out there. You no, hit people up I'm like, yo, what you doing? Like, yeah. and some people are like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm going to sound contradictive because I don't know. I said, listen, I dog. Lie. When you DM me, my first thing was like, this one I was supposed to have him on the show. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's we got big networks. Mm-hmm. And like the, the podcast list is endless. I'm always having more people that I want to sit down and talk to. But certain people that's like, oh shit, this the time to talk to him. Yes. Yeah, and then time. I look up and I'm like, the news done grabbed this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. Like I'm not, you know, we can't have to say you can't you don't have the time on there that you have on here. Yeah, and also, you know, 
I can't. I ain't gonna say I can't. It's just you gotta understand who you're talking to too. Mm-hmm. Like I know you got a certain audience that's gonna understand the culture the way certain people that watch the news ain't gonna understand the at culture. all. You know what I mean? Like like even in the video, not to give too much, but the storyline is about one of them young boys is out here, you know, involved in the, the nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. what, that's what's going on. But it's, it's to show the human side of it. You know, we see these young boys, you know, drilling and killing and they so they demons and all of that. But in this storyline, you get to see a little bit before the violence, the trauma, the depression, you know, like that, all of that stuff. That and, 11 to 14 age gap, that, yeah, that couple years, a yeah. lot of stuff happens. Yeah, so I want to show the other side of that and humanize these young boys and let them know that yo, you know, somebody understands. We don't agree with it, but we understand. But we should humanize because they humanize Dahmer. Yeah. They humanize the craziest yeah. motherfuckers. They make they documentaries side, about it. Yeah. And, 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 they, they, and, they, and, they, and they try to tell you that this person was affected by society and that's yeah, why they're like, doing like things to society. And all that. Like, they they no. make excuses for them, but you know, they don't understand the circumstances we come from. I'm just trying to provide other options, that's all. And show people other sides. So I ain't trying to tell anybody to stop what they doing. I'm just saying, listen, if this is not what you want to do, it's cool to do something else. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. And, and I can help you. Yeah, facts. I, I and have, that, and that's I have the, resources. That part, that's the part right there. Because like, one big narrative that I always get frustrated with is that nobody does anything until the cops do something to us or until a white person does. It. And I'm like, do you know how many people I know that's doing shit in real time every day? Yeah. That you could go walk with them or talk with them, invite them on your platform. Buy them a case of waters or something for them. I don't yeah. know, like you anything. Could, this is you could be helping thing. them instead of like, like for example, some me, shit that's not true. I'm gonna tell you something. I was telling my boy Barry this the other day. Airbrush, uh, Airbrush King. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean, Barry. Sorry, I, I can't think of Instagram at the moment, but <laughs> but salute to you. <laughs> yeah, um, and I need a new airbrush. I ain't had one since. Yeah, school. I got you. But um, I re- I told him like when him was at the playground one day and some old head came with some gloves and pads mm-hmm. and tore us out of box right on the spot. I didn't see him since, but I never forgot it. It was mm-hmm. the smallest thing that he probably mm-hmm. do every day, but it got me through a lot of fights. And mm-hmm. also, it's something I never, I still use the, the combos to the day. I was about to say, but, but the confidence you get from it. Yeah. Knowing that you could protect yourself is a motherfucker. Yeah, but it's that little thing that he did that we don't think these little things matter. Like, like just saying hello to a young boy, showing him that it's okay to see another man and say, oh, yo, I like Eric or them sneaks nice. Like, you ain't got to be a hater or a dickhead all the time. One of the reasons time. I love Black Thought so much is because when I was in high school, I went to Roman. Oh, I graduated from Roman. I started out at ENS. But when I was at Roman, we seen him on Vine Street. He walking by himself, blazer on, colorful joint. And I'm coming back from the gallery. I had practice. And I'm walking with Brett Welton. And I'm like, yo, Thought, what's up, got he stood there and gave us about three to five minutes of rap and then kept it moving. Yeah. And I just appreciated that. Yeah. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Like, because it was like he was by himself. He ain't had to stop. He could have he could have shook our hands or saluted and we would have been happy. Yeah, that would have been like enough. we was good. We was 15. It 16, was just the acknowledgement that she But was he there. gave us a couple words and talked to us and kept it moving. I still remember when Ann one pulled up to my playground and told people, hit a foul shot, we got some shorts for you or some tees for it's you. It's the moments. Mm-hmm. Even look, look, I'm gonna take it back. I remember when I was like 12. And, and I don't know if you remember Journalist. Yes, I remember John. Yeah, Journalist, his name was on the backboards. And I don't know, I think he had just got sound or what was going on. I was young. Mm-hmm. But I just remember being there. You know, he had the bandana on his back in the day, the jerseys. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he shook my hand and, and just like, yo, you know, you could do your thing too. Like, people don't even be remembering the impressions. So it's like, if you start, stop being so into yourselves and start thinking about how you because think about it you crying about your man or such and such getting killed 
but we all connected. It's something you probably didn't do or did do to somebody that did something to somebody that did something to somebody and it come back around and affect you. That's what people don't people, see. If 500 people, 400 people, 300 people are dying every year in the city for a span of over 10 years, everybody has been affected repeatedly. Facts. We're all in the same boat as far as how death and murder affected you. Like, we've all been yeah. affected. Of course. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, at that point, there is no... Like, we got to stop blurring these lines. Facts. Like, yo, we, I'm fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can we figure something to fuck out? And that's what I did with this challenge. It was like, everybody had a chance to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, collectively. Like, we ain't just got to sit. What have you heard me. that was profound or that, like, stuck to you, like, from certain people, like, their perspective? Any, I don't, I don't, I know you, you might talking not about, be able oh, to. Oh, no, I, I listen. Directly. No, I'll be listening. I listen, I listen to all y'all verses, like, 20 times. I don't care. Like it's weird. Like I, when you when you submit it, I'll play the person verse over and over again. Like, um, you know, just just it's so many verses. I could say lines, but I think some of the themes that stood out was how depressed people was. Like the realization. Yeah, like the realization like, that yo, like these people really, um, you know, are depressed or like these these people are really like like passionate about you know how they feel. You know, in mm-hmm. general, like. That was the theme. I was. That was what I was shocked by. You know, was the theme. You know, like, there's a large percentage of them that never wrote a verse about that. I know that. I know a lot of people told me that it was hard for them because, like I said, they felt like it was contradicting. Mm-hmm. And they been talking about ops and yesterday. And I said, listen, you ain't gotta be Martin Luther King. I'm just saying, it's you, not about you it's, being it's, perfect. It's, it's, it's about, about your struggle. Moment, like, like whatever mindset you got, explain how you got there. Like mm-hmm. if if you like one of the young bulls did it, he, he active, he mm-hmm. active, he did it with his mask on and everything, mm-hmm. and everybody was judging him. But if you listen to his lyrics, he said he trying to take his young bull out of the game, you know what I mean? But he's saying, mm-hmm. yo, if something happened to my young bull, I'm I gotta defend him. Mm-hmm. So he's not talking about being active in the verse. He's just talking about, yo, I'm depressed, my young bull's depressed, but I still gotta be strong because I'm his leader and I gotta show him another way. And this is a young man. That is responsible 19, for another young man. Fifteen. That he, you know what I mean. That he feels that, and I've I've been that guy before. Yeah, but his his message was, I want. He said, you know, he the youngest nigga in the room, but he got the biggest blicky. I'm trying to get out, and I'm going to take him with, with me. me. I remember his line. See, nobody heard that. I'm gonna tell you, my homie. You know, I ain't gonna say his name. He said, listen, as soon as I seen the mask and the hoodie, I ain't but listen. Checked out. You know, because I mean? now you thinking. These young motherfuckers wearing hoodies and hundred. But they did weather. that. They did that to us though. When exactly. we had a three X T shirts on and we went to go say something, they are they didn't want to hear it. So Years I said, yo, ago, I had to open your eyes and say, listen, what you just did is what happened to us. Like everybody, you know, ain't you gotta listen. And and that's what I think one of the biggest problems is they. How did he respond when you told him that? He said he went back to did the he post. Did he digest that? He went back to the post. Mm-hmm. He listened and he put fires under it. And he said, damn dog, you right. He said, that's crazy. But presentation is a motherfucker. We understand that yeah. in general society. Yeah. On our side, we got to under, we got to be we sensitive. We give everybody a chance if they act like they a part of this thing. Yeah. You got to listen. Of course, mm-hmm. I listen. I'm not going to just post anything. But, yeah. but when I listen, I listened again. And I said, okay, cool. I get it. Because I'm an artist. You know yeah. what I mean? I get it. You know what I mean? I got the perspective. So I, I say that to say, like, I'm me, you, you. 
But what we all got in common is we all got this same trauma, the same limited resources. Let's talk about that. Early, like, yeah. like, let's talk about that. Like, that's all that that just you just gotta be a real person. You ain't gotta be a gangster. You could just be real. Like, be real. But it's hard for people. Um, like you said, you've gotten the responses from them and they've told you that they had to go somewhere they didn't go or that that it bought something out of them that they weren't te- whatever have you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's a lot of very I'm sure. But I was a part of a um Stop the Violence mixtape years ago. And it was a producer that he was giving out the beats. You know what I mean? Everybody do a joint, whatever, whatever. I did too. So what he did was he he um gave everybody the link. About 16 beats you can pick from. I did two of them. He said I was one of three people that understood the assignment. Yeah. Because everybody else was just sending back random shit over these beats. And he's like, this is a stop the vi- this is intentionally a stop the violence mixtape like yeah and, and that's <laughs> and, how you go about not it not to mention your competition got the same beat you got yeah yeah for sure so I don't need your joint if yeah. somebody did what I told them to do yeah. over that beat exactly exactly <laughs> exactly like exactly like to me it's like I just wanted to to inspire so if people start doing their own songs if people start doing their own challenges that's on the positive tip. Because it's that's not for what matters. It's for a move. It's for a move. So mm-hmm. it's like, like even this, my official song, "Voices from My City," mm-hmm. I could have called it "Pretty Fully Challenged," but I didn't because my song is separate from that. Have you ever rethought that? Have you ever thought back, like, should I? No, no, no. I, I didn't want to do it because I, I want to separate the pool that everybody can be inspired from in my individual project. And I think that that's, I think everybody that's should build off of this. That's movement. honorable. But you know we're in a time where everything is marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even but even if I got to make an ass of myself as long as it's marketing. No, yeah, like, see but the, know, but the good thing about you're not that, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but the good thing about it is it's connected because everybody knows, you know. It's it's the same thing almost. Like even the cover art is prayer hands with a mm-hmm. gun in it. So mm-hmm. it's everybody know that it's inspired by that and everybody know that I'm connected to it. So and then the, the artists on the song are from the challenge. Right. It's 12 artists from the challenge. So mm-hmm. and then in the video, you see the Pray for Philly challenge. Okay. So it's connected. I like you it. know what I mean? I like it. But it's like I didn't want to I I wanted to I didn't want to limit the the foundation you using you using more parts of your brain than the average bear, bro. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> like you wear your director hat your artist hat you, you know what I mean like yeah yeah and that's and, what I challenge people to do you find a way to melt it in multiple ways and a lot of people can't do that thing yeah I mean listen it's the I tell the young boys like it's the stuff I do is same stuff people do on the street. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You flip stuff. It's perspective. It's street smart. It's perspective. And it's the same stuff you do to survive. Mm-hmm. Like, just take it out of survival and put it into marketing and money. Like, that's what some of the greatest, like, artists did that's successful. Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when we talk about Jays and, you know, and Ross and, and, and Diddy's and like... For a couple years, I was telling niggas, go get you a Boosie verse. Around Christmas, <laughs> he give out features for half off because it's about... <laughs> 5500 to 7500 cuz he be confused. He don't know what half a 13 grand is. So but but he does all of them jumps. If yeah. you send the check, he hops on that shit and he sends it back. It's he it was his way of buying Christmas gifts. Oh, okay. You yeah. see what I'm saying? He was I running it up. And people were saying that's stupid cuz you water yourself down, you want Joe Smo shit whatever. But Boosie like he got 6500, I'm sending the motherfucking verse. And it's yeah. certain artists that you know if they had that energy or just that traction you know what I mean? That yeah. when somebody search Boosie, they should pop up that it's worth 
six grand before the idea you just told me you was about to do for ten grand. No, if you <laughs> listen, man, if you skillful, you can't ever worry yourself down by producing more quality. Like, no, you know but I mean? you know the average per- see the comments are made by consumers. Yeah, yeah, their understanding is different. Yeah, for fact. And then the average artist doesn't understand as much as you understand, yeah. let alone the people that put you on. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you you're in such a narrow class, but it doesn't feel like it because the culture is for general consumption. Yeah, facts. And general debate. But actually you're in twelve percent ratio of the people that's talking about it. Yeah. But yeah. you don't feel like it because you're not in twelve percent of the business of it. Or yeah. 12, but knowledge is a motherfucker, and you have to care so much to catch all. Yeah, you gotta care. It's like, a lot that goes on in this. Shit. Yeah, you gotta care. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> like for me to do my own videos and edit and be yeah. like, and shout out to Raziac Studios and C's. Like, I be yeah, like, shout out C's, to C's. C's no like. And rest in peace to Faust. Bro. Rest in peace to Faust, for sure. And Faust taught me a lot. Like Faust did eighty percent of my album and didn't die before it came out, bro. That shit killed me. Yeah, Faust was a bit, I mean, I'm talking 16, 15. So it's like to learn all that tedious stuff, you got to give up. You, you, you have can't. to. You got to love it. Because I would, I mean, I would love to just go record and leave, but that's just not how I made up. Like, I'm, I want the quality to be so good. It's like, and I love it. Well, you, you, you competing with Walmart. Facts. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think that's what artists don't understand either. Like, dope is dope. It's cool. Yeah. But if, if they play this, this, and this, does this fit? Yeah. Or does it sound like this? Facts. And then somebody like sometimes that works. Sometimes you get a yeah, young made record. Extent. Sometimes yeah. you get a Smurda record that doesn't really line up, but it's so grimy and so real yeah. that it works. Yeah. That's the diamond in the rough. rough and under the haystack. Under and the I think people, I think people follow after that too much. Like like it's okay to use that as a reference, but don't try to make the same exact song. <laughs> like don't do that. How about do as how about do as much as you're creatively capable of? Yeah. Before everybody's trying to put their hands on it and tell you what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Dudes then told me A and R's and said this. You know what's funny? No, no offense to certain A and R's, but <laughs> you the artist, yo. They yep. don't really know. They just know based off data mm-hmm. and history. They're doing their job. You they, have to do your job. Yeah, you have to be the innovator. You mm-hmm. have to be the one that shows them, oh, you got something new? Like, because they are just going off their data and their past. But if you're if you're a trendsetter, then whatever you do new, if it works, then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, do and what he did. you can prove it works. Yeah. All you have to do is put a clip on one of these fucking social media services, and you can show them how your audience responded to it. Facts. Facts. The imprint. Whatever happened, you know what I mean, digitally off of that. And that's 40 second clips. 40 seconds. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's possible. And I tell artists this all the time. Like, don't wait until you get to the label and think that, oh, now I could try to. No, they're going to tell you, we grabbed you for this. Yeah. They like this. (laughs) But right now, in the age of Indian, right on the hills of SoundCloud, that's your fault. Yeah, facts. Because you could have figured it out and, or tried before, it before, before yeah. and even if it wasn't perfect, now we got something to lean on. Now like they're going to let you try it. Yeah, they're going to try it because they see that it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. And then my whole thing is, if you see what I do with my equation, if you put it into a bigger equation with more funding, it just multiplies. It, it, and that's all they're there for. They're yeah, there they're for the business. Most, they're there to multiply what you did on a small level on a bigger level. Oh, he made he's making 5000 a show off of them records? Yeah. If we put, put this behind them, that could be, you know, that could be 50 to 500,000. And we get... Yeah. 360... Yeah, yeah. you already know. Party yeah. time. <laughs> Excellent. 
we gonna clear we we out the red. You know what I mean? Like Facts. And it is and you boosted because you went from five to fifty, but you're not even digging like nah. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. running it up. Yeah, they but that's it the up. business. That's the business. And that's why you gotta know the business. Like even even with my song Voices from My City with the twelve mm-hmm. artists, right? You know, I, some of some of them may have thought about it, some of them may haven't. But no one said to me, "Yo, what's up with the publishing?" So what I did is I did a split sheet and I said, "Yo, what's your publishing information?" What's and and they gave it to me. You know and what I mean? They all have it. Some don't, some do. But it's the fact that I took it upon myself to say, "Yo, even a person that just did the prayer, she didn't write a verse." I said, "Yo, you wrote something. Like yeah. you owe something." I can't be talking about like you know. Oh, they jerking us, and then I'm doing and it then to people. You on the same time. Yeah, like, and I made everything was transparent. Like, yo, you giving me permission to do this and that. I had a release form because I wanted to respect artists, and I wanted them to experience what it felt like. Oh yeah, so next time they do a feature, it's like, oh yeah, Arson, he said something about you ain't giving me. What's up with that? So what's they can ask those questions. What's that split sheet thing he was talking about? So a split even sheet. if you don't understand. <laughs> oh, I understand. No, it. I mean, yeah, no, but even if they don't understand, they all know right, so they a split heard sheet. It. So in publishing, you got the publisher that's one hundred percent. You got the writing of the music, which is one hundred percent. The writing. I appreciate you explaining this. Today. The writing has something to do with the writing of the music. So the producer wrote the notes, and whatever, exactly. and then you got the lyrical part. Mm-hmm. So usually it's fifty fifty. If you made the beat, you get fifty. If I wrote the song, I get fifty but of if the you right made the beat. You get paid first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you get. So this is the writing part. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. It was 50% left of the lyrical writing part. Mm. And there's 12 artists. That's mm-hmm. 4.2% of artists on the lyrical writing part. Mm-hmm. Then the musical writing part was the producer. And then the publisher is Extinguish Entertainment. I'm publishing it because I'm investing in it. Absolutely. I'm putting it out. And that's the 100% of the publishing. Right. That's the fair way you should do it. That's splitting it up. So when the split sheet is just everybody saying they agree to their percentage. Exactly. So if the song blow up and it's on the radio, BMI, ASCAP, you know, perform. Had creative influence on. Performing rights organizations that collect that money, they send them a check. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Then you have, you know, more so like the masters, which I own because I'm putting up all the money. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all the risks. Just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the label of the song. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just like anything I mean, else. So, yeah. But it's just the business that people got to understand. So when they do get an opportunity, they won't get jerked. But then like in our own communities, if we doing this, you know, independently, when somebody come to an artist, They'll remember this, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and 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 it empowers people, you know, and keep their rights and stuff like that. Absolutely, and but like I like and with all that being said, now that you explained that to them, you got four point two percent or whatever have you of the record. Now they understand that that's something to look forward to. Like, why is this not a part of the conversation? Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Like, what are like we doing? next time you do something, you're gonna mm-hmm. be like, well. Why you didn't mention it's something this. else when I yeah. did something with the other professional ball? Yeah, it was, he was doing professional. And listen, every shit. artist, Gilly, every artist from Philly, I'm just naming Philly artists right now, right? You know, that's that's what we, you know, we from, mm-hmm. you know, Gilly, you know, Tone Trump, Reed, mm-hmm. anybody I ever did a song with, they all tell you I pulled that paper out, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it was like I respected all of the artists for the business, you know what I mean. And, I think that's important. And if they didn't, you know, I still just like, yo, let me get her permission. You know, Cheek Raw too. Shout out to Cheek Raw. You know what I mean? You know, I, I love a lot of Philly artists for sure. I did a feature with um, a, a Philly artist recently, and I won't say his status, but when we registered the record and all the other records came up mm-hmm. that was registered under him, there was only three other records. Mm-hmm. And... From what we would know, off camera, 
Yeah. He should have way more records registered. Yeah. And that disappoints me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, then I start trying to have those conversations. Because for the same reason that you do what you do, it's like, we always wonder why certain people aren't in certain positions. Yeah. If this is something that I recognize, then we got to sit down and figure it out. Yeah, for sure. You see what I'm saying? But if you understood the time that this person has had in the game, it would fuck your head up. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? You would be like, why though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, then like some people just do verses, you know, for the upfront free, you know, free. But even behind the scenes, you know, I always give them credit. But I explain yeah. that to young artists too. Yeah. When motherfuckers charge you for a verse, and most of these niggas are going to tell you somewhere between 200 to $600 maybe. And they're going to give you something, and it's probably going to be quality because you wouldn't be paying for it. They don't care about nothing that happens after that. Yeah, you, you sign. You better off paying them. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if you don't pay them, you know, when it, when it, if that song specifically blows mm-hmm. up, you just give them which was old to them. With old to them. But if you do pay them, you have the option to say, listen, <laughs> I'm going to put y'all in game. It's, listen, listen, everybody, listen to me. Thank you. It's called a work for hire. Exactly. It's a legal term that means that if Sammy gives me a verse for five hundred dollars, and he signs this work for hire agreement, I met my. What he's I done. Out the situation. He's done. Mm-hmm. Unless I be nice and say, "Hey, Sammy, let me give you some percentage for your verse." But if it's a work for hire, he's done. Um, explain it's not time. jerking nobody. No, they but that's why you got to read. You know what I mean? That's what they ask for. And they might not do the video. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> might not do that. But listen, whether you want to do it or not, at least you gave the person the opportunity. I'm up front. Like, at least you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if I did a song with you and it blow up, call me. Yo, we're going to work it out. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We are, you know, so it's not even that deep. I just want people to know. Like, uh, business can be figured out if we know what business is. Yeah, just figure it out. And it got to make sense. It got to be fair. It can't be like, oh, you know, because it just don't make no sense. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And I think people, they just jump to this, these big. You know, solutions when they're not even thinking about what makes sense. Well, you always fear being the guy that undersold undersold a situation. Yeah. You never want to be the guy that sold Apple. I mean, or what was it? Like whatever the shit was that that started oh, Microsoft. Microsoft. You never want to be that guy when ten years, twenty years later, this motherfucker is like, yeah, I bought this shit for four hundred dollars. <laughs> like, yo, look, perfect example: the Wu Tang logo, nigga. Like he uh Reza bought it from his man for sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. And look what it's worth now. I mean it wasn't nothing wrong with it because nobody knew what it was gonna happen. Nah, to but it. it is what it is. Yo, yeah. draw me something. It's just like drawing a tattoo. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know somebody with a hand, yo, this is my idea, draw me a tattoo. You give them fifty dollars for it, hundred dollars for yeah. it. Yeah. And then you can't just be charging people wild amounts of money because of what could happen. Because of what you think <laughs> was gonna be the biggest yo. But it's the one of the top three to five international music logos ever. Yeah, that's amazing, yo. So that's yeah. very similar yeah, yeah. to my so Death Row logo, same thing. Homie drew it, he paid them. So it's like but that's thorough, though. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like even if you don't get the the big money from behind, and you could still use that and say, yo, I'm the boy who drew the logo, and go to somebody else and get a big check. Don't right. sit there and sit there and be like, oh, he sold out. He could have gave me a, no. Say, oh, I appreciate it, but let me market it and say, yo, let me be in a couple of pictures with you and let people know I drew it, and I'm gonna go charge this dude exactly. five hundred thousand dollars. Work let me, together, let like me use it in my like if I if, if I drew if I do something for you and if you became a billionaire, I'm not gonna hate on you and say, yo, you owe me as you didn't pay me. I'm gonna say, Sammy, let's let people know I drew it and let's go get some money from if people I for me. Introduce you to a millionaire, y'all make millions together. You don't owe me nothing for that. Facts. You said, relationships, <laughs> relationships are worth more than money. 
get that through your head. Relationships are worth more than money. Stop but, thinking about the immediate thing and think about the longevity. Always think about longevity. And I think you one better. We have like hip hop has been around just long enough for us to have the perfect example for this situation. Ferg Pop. Yeah. Did the bad boy logo. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Ferg has been Lil Ferg, whatever his pop name was, since then. He's Thanks. been able to run around the city and do what he, you know what I mean? Off the strip. His pop was thorough. His pop was tired in. His pop made a lot of shirt money from what I hear. Yeah. And he was selling belts and all type of leathers and shit. Like, but yo, his son used it though. Yeah. He didn't just rely on his name. He put the work in. You know what I mean? But, it wasn't see, like, how, but see how like we didn't know before Ferg that his pop was that big a deal. It still comes out. Yeah. You still was a part of that. Yeah. And your son is benefiting from it. Facts. Not that he's not talented, but he's using it. Yeah, of course. He should. Shit, he, has- he shouldn't just sit around and expect the universe to revolve around him just because. Just because. That don't, <laughs> make, no <laughs> that don't make no sense. No, but I think that, um, I think we're in an ill position that just like somebody that was born around the time we was born and just, like I always say to people, I remember all the businessmen had suit briefcases and suits on or slacks or whatever yeah now you could be on a subway next to a kid with a skateboard that's a millionaire facts and his book bag got a laptop in it and facts he and a youtuber yep exactly you see what i'm saying exactly. and it's like that's like, so like even dope. me like the perception is different like people be like i put i had my suits on when it's time and you yeah, know I certain situations yeah when it when it's when it's time <laughs> but a lot of times like before i open my mouth and nobody know nothing mm-hmm. you know somebody see me dress regular mm-hmm. and and just judge, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they talk to me, and I be like, and they be like, oh yeah, you know, you got a master's degree, mm-hmm. you've been working in this for twenty years, blah blah blah. You've been doing this type of work outside of me, and it's like, oh, you're so interested now. And it's like, yo, you got to change your perception of what su- success look like. It ain't always just money. It ain't always just jewels. Like, like sometimes it's just how you carry yourself and, and what you've been through. Yep. And people got to start valuing that. Like, yo, your stories. You might think it ain't shit. You might mm-hmm. think it's just some, some depressing. You know, struggle, but like, yo, they make money off of us. You know? <laughs> of us now, every day. Hip hop is like the youngest, but the most influential culture. It's also the black dollars, a trillion dollar dollar. Like, and hip hop has bought has done more for race relations than any other one thing in the, ever. Facts. These these suburban kids sit back in these safe environments. Look at y'all. You know what I mean? And they learn from a little more. Learn a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, you know. They don't have to deal with the reality we deal with. Mm-hmm. They could just sit back on their computer, comment, troll, and all of that. But we really dealing with it. We got to take it serious. Oh, yeah. We ain't Jurassic Park. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <laughs> but it could, it could feel like that sometimes. It yeah. could really feel like that. Like, I've heard artists say, I don't even want to be an artist no more because my crowd looks like this. And I'm singing this. And it don't even feel right. And it's like, well... Yeah. You know the power of what you do out here? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think that people know. I think they just be worried about... They, they have talent. Yeah, they don't And they thinking. don't foresee the power in it. Yeah, it's just like, I'm supposed to do this. Yeah, it's natural to us. So, like, like for example, growing up seeing shoestrings on the wire and graffiti, like, that was normal. Mm-hmm. But when I got older and I seen that it was something called hip-hop and it was a thing and it was mm-hmm. marketed... Mm-hmm. And people are like, yo, where you get that background from? I'm like, yo, that's my neighborhood. What you mean the background? That's, <laughs> that's where I live at. That's, that's not a that's not a set. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, people think this is interesting. And it's like, that's hip hop. It's like, we, we made something out of nothing. Out so of it's nothing. like. Because that's our culture has done over and over and over facts. again. No matter what the circumstance was, even down to our diet. But like, I mean, the hip hop shit 
was my first thing. Like, I rode my bike and I listened to rap music. I didn't play sports. You know what I mean? None of that. So I was like 11. I started playing baseball. Yeah. By 12, I was playing basketball and I was horrible. I, you know, I'm learning my calls when everybody else <laughs> nice, but I caught up at some point. But like, it's just being able to be what's considered an outsider, a reject, and still be a part of something. Yeah. Is where this thing started from. That's one thing we got in common. I don't care what type. We all got we all got that to tap into. Whether you do drill, whether you do gangster music, whether you do conscious music, whether you do pop, it all comes from us. Like it all is all you know, all of this stuff. Back from, from Africa to jazz music to rock and roll, James Brown, all of that. Like we sampled James Brown back in. You know what I mean? Like people gotta know that. Like it, they ain't gotta care, but they at least gotta know. I don't know all the way to South Carolina they listening to one James Brown tape flip over and over and over again <laughs> while my man was my man Pop was driving. That I can, I identified James Brown very yeah, rapidly. You know what I mean? You know he inspired Michael absolutely. And, and Michael, you know he what he did to the for the culture, you know, just for black culture, music period. So. Absolutely. It's, and we had a lot of them, and we still have people that are doing monumental things. I was watching the Hip Hop Awards last night and looking at Rhapsody on um, the basement with Tigger and all of that, yeah. and her being a part of the movie with the little girl that's battle rapping. And I'm like, that's just so ill because a few years ago, I was telling Caution and all of them, like, yo, um, Hamlet's out. Mm-hmm. They about to start grabbing y'all for shit where y'all could teach mannerisms and rip, like or y'all can help with the script and things and writing the verses for these battles and things like that yeah. because it has to be realistic it's not t- 10 yeah, years ago yeah it got it got to be like something that somebody can watch it ain't 8 mile like no yeah. offense but it, it and that's be, what i said last it got to be like oh oh that was crazy that was crazy like, cuz i want to watch the movie again just to see the battle like like mm-hmm. forget the movie i want to hear the battle part again it has to be that real <laughs> and i was like y'all are going to have checks that y'all never thought about before and it's bigger than just movies like hamilton is a a, a, a stage play yeah and it's based on the government you don't think they're going to do as much money as that made you don't think we're going to have everything in between coming out soon yeah who's going to make sure that they got something that makes sense it's y'all you see what I'm saying and then you see Rhapsody get picked up or something like that and I see um, you see Easy to Block Captain in Bel Air and you see like you start seeing certain things Hollow doing certain things I mean Hitman Hollow doing certain yeah, things and better, better at Coach Rock I love it, man. One thing I like about battle rap, I started battle rap, and a lot of people don't know that. I mean, you know if you're from my neighborhood, but um, I love battle rap. You, you said started mean? battle rapping. I know I started off battle rapping before I even did music. Yeah, okay. I was a no, rapper. I was just. It sounded like you said I started battle rap. I was about to say, nigga, no, you did. <laughs> oh no, I ain't started. No, no. I like before the internet back 2001. I was with groups and we used to battle. I was battling when I was 12. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we used to do in the, in the lunchroom. So it's like I love it. Like driveways like, up my way, lunchrooms. Like if I diss you, I like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was so, arrogant, so I wasn't battling you if I didn't respect you. No, no. I, about this you, I like you, and, and I wanted to show you that I was better than you, though. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? So that's I didn't have those opportunities. I was the one that was like, "Oh, you can't be him," and they would just bring me to some dude, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Not him," or I'd be like, "Oh, that's the bull, Rob. Let's go." Like, you know what I'm saying? And then they take me to their old head, and they old head would drown me and tell me, "Keep up the good work." Yeah, it, <laughs> but it, it, it definitely pushed my pen. I was the youngest. I was 14. Everybody was 17. So I had to be crazy, but I, I ain't want to. I ain't want to get stuck though, you know, because you'll get stuck in that real quick. I knew I had more to offer, like with music and production and songs. That's what's weird. Battling, I make actual songs. Battling used to be the way to get on. 
Yeah. When motherfuckers start buzzing about, oh, he got bars, he killed this person, people will yeah, come get you and, and, and make you make a yeah. song. Yeah, but that's... Then it became a bad thing where it's like, no battle rappers know how to make music. Yeah, because like the hooks, like, so that's where I put my attention at early on. <laughs> I said, yo, let me start making good songs because that's where the money is. Yeah. And that's where the broader population, I still love the culture, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get stuck there. You know what I mean? And I, I knew that, you know, I was good at it. I was like, all right, cool. So yeah. who you fuck with now in battle rap? You be watching Ah, so hard, man. Um, let me just think about my consistent favorite. My consistent favorite right now is Geechee Gotti. Um, okay. You know, I had people that I like, but they just they wasn't I consistent. I like Geechee as a human. Yeah. Like when I see Geechee do interviews and do vlogs and do his podcast or whatever the fuck he be doing, Geechee got a lot of sense, yo. I, I like Easy too, though. Like, you know, I like I think e- Easy's I, hilarious. I like Easy. I like Easy, man. I, I like his cadence. Just like Chris Rock, that's from Philly, is the best shit ever. It's his, it's, it's, <laughs> I like his. I like his cadence. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I like his cadence. I used to be a. I ain't gonna say I'm not a fan no more, but I used to like Turk a lot. I just need Turk to be consistent. I don't know what, what happened with that. Too much life shit. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I love all that, man. No, but I think um, and during the pandemic, I started paying closer attention because it's like you in the house all day. I'm on YouTube. I need entertainment that doesn't make me think about yeah, what's I had, going on. I had a chance to meet Smack too when they did the Philly joint. Before they did the Philly joint, he told me first. He was like, Yo, "I'm coming to Philly." And I was like, that's what's up, man. I think I manifested that because I kept watching it. I kept talking about it. I was like, yo, we need to come to Philly. We need to come to Philly. And I'm sitting in Miami. He's sitting across the room. And I'm like, that look like smack. So I walk over like smack. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, what's up? You need to come to Philly. He said, yo, I'm coming to Philly. But he owes Philly <laughs> because people keep forgetting when smack first started running around, yeah, it was yeah, a van full yeah, of Philly facts. names. Facts. <laughs> it he was know, seven, eight Philly young boys. He know 18 that. He, and under. He know that. He know that. Yeah, he know that. That's why what Cassidy said, you know what I mean? His line when he was bad on Arsenal. You know what I mean? He said, I forgot what he said, but he pretty much said that it started here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then he went and, and started fucking with y'all, and y'all act like y'all don't remember that shit. Like, all of y'all grew up off of Reed and Cass and whoever. Like, Thanks. Cass, I used to tell yo, people listen, back then. Back then, when I, I was when a young boy. used to hate on Cass, I was like, yo, this motherfucker is 17, and the whole country is trying to rap like him. Yo, I was a young like boy. If you was I was listening ba- to the battles on the radio. I used to have my little tape, and I would press it. It was at the time it was Cassidy, and then you know later on it became Reed, you know Cicero, and you know of course the whole DVD movement and everybody. I mean I I never got really into it like that, but I was definitely a big fan of it. Just sitting back watching. I had the two raw for the streets VHSs with um PD on it, Jack Frost on it. All them niggas was going crazy. Freeway was on the drum with the headband spitting all in the camera. It was like that was the first time I heard the. PD crack, PD crack. I heard they got your number. Yo, PD, PD, one of the most versatile flows out of the city. One of them. He top three. Yeah, life's he top three. Crazy. And Gunner, one of them too. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yo, y'all, yo, Philly, y'all some dope motherfuckers. Like I'm gonna just say, it, like shout out to every Philly artist, man. Absolutely. We dope as shit for real. Absolutely. When who was the first motherfucker that made you say, yo? I really fuck with this shit. Like, fuck just listening to music and liking music. Who's the first person that made you, like, want to dig into them? What you mean? Like, get a whole album, perhaps. Like, maybe the first oh. album you bought. Like, for me, LL was my first favorite. All right, album. yo, this is crazy. All right, so a lot you know of people might not even know. All right, so I'm walking home from school. I see all these tapes on the ground. I grab one. I put I put it in when I get home. It's a song on there called Don't Let It Go To Your Head. And I'm like, Don't it's, let it go to your it's head. a remix, though, yeah, by Brand Nubians. By Brand Nubians. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yo. So I'm like, I went to the avenue and got the CD. 
I'm like every song I'm loving it. You know what I mean? I mean I, I you know I heard the radio, I heard Pac Nas and all, you know, Diddy and all of them, but that day was it for me because that they tapped into my perspective. Right. Like, you know, a little more on just a conscious tip. Your voice matters. Yeah. And I, I used to like at the time, I was like, hey, I would take they raps to school and rap them. And yeah, nobody knew. Nobody that. knew. And they was like, yo, but I, I kept saying the same stuff and they're like, all right, we tired of hearing that. So I was like, yo, let me write my own. And I did the the talent show at eight. The news was there. And I rocked this girl Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany. She walked off the stage. She was nervous, supposed to sing the hook. And I just rocked it. And since then, I said, oh, this is what this felt like? Oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, that immediate, that, that instant gratification? Yo, the connection was, like, the connection with people. The I said, yo, I said, it's, I'm like going to do this. recycling symbol. I said, I'm going to do this forever. Like, this is, this is, and it's on and popping. Eight years old. It was a rap. That's dope. It was over. Steve they was playing with them Chia Pets at the time. Street. Yeah, they was playing with the Chia Pets at the time. Remember that? Giga Pets? Giga Pets, yeah. And Pokemon Giga cards. I wasn't worried about that. I was rapping. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like like I said, music was my first love. When I was in middle school and all of that, I would write raps in class. And um, when it created writing class, and I had another class where my teacher would be like, I mean, if you would just behave, you can write a rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then she would let me at the end of class perform my little, my little bars. Oh, yeah. But um, I always think back and I'm like, why was I performing AZ? AZ? Yeah, we did. Um, I did Sugar Hill with my homegirl in the talent show, and I did. Um, what's the first joint with Snoop and Dre with um, my man one time? I forgot. I didn't think of it. Mind you, we in middle school. It's lit. We tore it up, quote unquote. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, it's like yo, you had your own rhymes back then. You know what I'm saying? Like why you ain't just get up there and rap? But I wasn't in the headspace, and I, I had a problem. Did you ever run into? I guess not. You don't sound like you did. I had this thing. Since I was rapping young, and the older guys knew I did, they used to be like, yo, rap, spit something. And I wouldn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, well, if you want to rap, then you got to rap. You never know who you around. Somebody might have put you on. And I was like, I don't want to be that guy. I'm not the jukebox <laughs> guy. Like, I know and- that you just like... Yo, yo, let me show you. Let me show you. I got something. Yeah, or if it's popping, I'm jumping in. Yeah. Nice little cypher. Y'all getting off. If it's a weak cypher, I'm going to stay there like I don't rap. Like, you know what I mean? Because I always had confidence. But it was like, I went to my, um, a chick I was trying to talk to, one of my girl and I, and I'm trying to smash. And I'm on the couch, and her brother come in. And her brother's older, and he's like, I heard you spit. Let me hear something. And that's when I was like, yo. This is too fucking much. Like I'm tr- like nigga, I don't even know you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I'm trying to get mad. Like, and I'm young when yeah. you're thirsty about the cheeks. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. I'm in my bag, and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. So for a long time, I fell back. I was still right or still jumping ciphers, but I would never wanted to be the rap guy. Yeah. But I feel like you at eight was like, no, I'm doing this shit. I ain't care because I was getting on stage anyway. I just, I guess that was the the. the I ain't care. Like, like. It was like I knew that was what it was. Like I drew, I'm a I draw too. So mm-hmm. that's, people knew me as the drawing dude. Like mm-hmm. I drew the yearbook for the school. So <laughs> when I when I when they found out I, I started you get your publisher from that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It was some paperback book. Nah, I'm it wasn't with no you. real. But it was um, only three hundred copies. <laughs> yeah, and they probably don't even. I'm like, I think I have the only copy left. Yeah, so it's like once like it was it was cool with me. I ain't, it ain't matter to me. I mean, I wouldn't rap every time somebody would say yo rap because I felt like it gotta be a, a right reason. Like you said, I'm not like just, that was weird. I'm not, me. I'm not no, you're not just gonna say rap just to rap. Like, no, and mind you, I understood the notion. 
Yeah, like if I'm promoting weird, myself, like, yeah. like when I used to walk in barbershops and hand my flyers, the barbers, they used to be like, yo, we're not putting that shit in here. Rat. And yeah. if we like you, you can put it in here. And, and I said, for them. and I said, you know, how many people come to the barbershop a day? I said, yeah, I'm about to spit some. I went crazy. Yeah, you can put them posters in here, put it on the wall. Go ahead. I went to the next barbershop. Yo, we ain't putting it in here. You better spit something. And it was cool, though, because I was with it. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to earn every little and you bit only of promotion. Need three yeah, I mean, like, you need, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, you need 324s to hold you down. You know what I mean? Because you could do the same joint. They not, they wasn't recording. They just wanted Yo, to Yo, back something. in the day, before YouTube and all of that, it was nobody to say, really, oh, I heard that on this interview. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you was around, nobody knew it was Bro, the same. You know what I mean? You had to be a savage to be like, oh, that's the same verse from this and this. And this. <laughs> like, you had to really be on it like that. Like, yeah. And that, that cost money back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. You had to buy all the mixtapes. You would have had to really know. Nowadays, you do something right here, you ain't think nobody heard it. They're like, oh, you said that on such and such. That's why I respect that, Ness so much. Yeah. Because Ness, between battling every other week and putting out two and three freestyles every week and then getting on songs with people, and it's like, bro, how much shit do you write? Yeah. Like, I got my I got my different levels, you know what I mean, of what I do, because I know it's a different situation. Like, I could, I could be super witty or I could just, you know, I could take it so many ways, you know what I mean? So that's how it is with me. Like, I just, I got like a clip. I got so many different types of clips. I got hollow points, bald heads. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For different situations. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm at a school and they ask me to spit a 16, it's not going to be the same 16. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, my biggest problem, I think, nowadays is memorizing shit. I don't yeah. memorize nothing. I don't and 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 I got I got comfortable. It's, it's the rehearsal. Like, I don't write. Like, I, I haven't written on paper since I was 15. I just write a line, I add a line, and I go from the top. I add another line, go from the top. That's so what everybody's saying. I still ain't figured that. And I'm right as I'm adding, I'm rehearsing. So by the time I get to six, say. yeah. So I'm adding one line, rehearsing from that. And after a while, you got it. You done. But see, like I said earlier, I come from freestyling, right? Yeah. So I write kind of fast. Yeah. Like literally, once I figure out how I want to start. I don't pick my pen or stop typing until like the eighth or the twelfth bar. Then I start trying to figure out how to close it or whatever have you, depending on what the space is in the song. Yeah. So I've never like gotten out of that because it, it, it it's fast. Like, I mean, if it works for you, it works. You know what but, I mean? Like no, that's, I'm not yeah. saying it like that, but it's like the I'm saying that to say it's similar to freestyling the verse in the fact that by the time I write it, I'm in the booth. I'm out the booth. We on to the next song. Yeah. I don't go through the mental process of rehearsing it and, mem and memorizing it. Yeah. It's laid and yeah. it's over. And yeah. that's because I've been blessed with a producer that I walk in his joint. He start making a beat. Every time he makes a beat, I write to it. Like he yeah. just be knowing how I feel. It's just weird. Yeah. And that's what I would do. Like I'll, I'll be writing it in my head and I'll lay the four bars that I write. So if I'm in the studio, I don't have to rehearse it because it's there. Right. Then I'll write the other four bars and then lay that. You know what I mean? If I'm actively present there, but if I'm not, and I know I'm come, got a session tomorrow, then I would do it the, the regular What's way. your vibe in the studio? You like crowds, no crowd, candles, <laughs> water, ginger ale? What's going on, man? I, I don't need nothing. Like, it don't really matter, to be honest with you. Like and Somebody asked me that about, when I, one time I was about to perform in Texas, and this girl had just met me, and she was like, so, you know, I... I'm like this, I guess. You know, people don't, they expect, you know, you seem calm, cool. And she's like, oh, come on, turn up. You getting ready? What you need to get ready? What you need? I said, I'm cool. I'm and as soon as I touched the mic, I went in. And she was like, yo, how you just turn it on like that? I'm like, yo, 
I'm 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 really an introvert for real. My energy comes from inside. Like I don't I don't even though I do this music stuff and I'm all you know you see me, I don't need nothing from out here to be motivated. So it's right. like the fire is inside. You know what I mean? But I asked you that because I told um you know I love to collab. If I got five hours. Even if I got a few songs I need to get done, I'm telling that certain people come through. Oh yeah, yeah. It don't I love it when people come and, through. And, and maybe you can get on song, whatever. If you don't, whatever. But like sometimes people be like, I, it's so many people and I, and it's it don't like, matter well, to if me. Dr. Dre called you yeah, and yeah. all the dog pounds no, showed up. <laughs> what you gonna is say? Is you not gonna do the record, bro? Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is less pressure. I've been in <laughs> I've been recording since I was thirteen, so I'd have been in crowded cold. You know, some studios is cold. I think the booth should always be uncomfortable. Yeah, the booth should always I ain't gonna be lie. Listen, cold. listen, I ain't gonna lie. I've been, I won't leave the booth and I won't get something to drink. I, and it sounds like self torture, but I've been there sweating. I will not go get something to drink until my shit is right. I would. Like, I know, but I wouldn't, if it's cold, I just, like you said, uncomfortable. Like, and I had other artists that I'll be producing or writing for. And I like low key be Joe Jackson, like yo yo, you gotta really bring it out. And they're like yo, let me get some water. I get you some water, but like really, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, motherfuckers be like yo, it's hot as shit in here. All right, finish the verse. I go crazy. You get air conditioning as soon as you finish the fucking verse. That's how I be. I mean, that's just discipline. I'm not saying everybody gotta be like that. But at the same time, we working like it ain't no pretty shit in the studio with me. Yeah, I like that. Like when like, I go yeah. to the studio, I wear sweatpants or basketball yo, white shorts beater outlet. because I'm a spill shit, I'm a burn shit. Yo, you, I'm a I'm a I'm a drool. We gonna do what it take. If you find me really dressed nice in any footage in the studio, I got a hundred dollars for you. If you, you, you find never, me you, dressed nice in the studio, I didn't know I was going. <laughs> I didn't plan like my oh, yeah, day yeah, around yeah, going yeah, to you're the studio. studio. <laughs> same thing with me. I don't. I go in there looking like whatever, like because I know it's. I'm it's not. It's like working out almost. It's like I'm just. I'm whatever. Like, I don't care how I don't care how my hair is. I'm just whatever. And it don't matter. And this is the thing about passion, right? I ain't got to be Drake, motherfucker. Yeah. But what I come out with from... We make something out of nothing, which is a miracle in itself, yeah. right? Let's let's just start there. Facts. And when five people hear it, when it's not even done and they bopping, look at God. I'm working for that. I need that. Like, that That works for me. I don't want to come out of here and feel like, damn, this is a waste of time. Thanks. I was in there, and I was we was having fun, and all, everything was cool, but we ain't really getting nothing out of that. Yeah, that's how, it is. that's how it's been with this process with Voices from My City. Like, working with so many artists that I didn't work with before, they not used to my process. So they like, yo, how did you come up with all this so quick? How did you? Because it's not the it's not the pretty Philly beat. It's a similar beat that I reproduced. That's the okay. same same beats per minute, same vibe. But legally, the other one has a sample, so Absolutely. I didn't want to do that. So you know, <laughs> when I came up with the you concept and I architect the song with people voices a certain way, and and they like, yo, and in the video, you know, the video, you'll see. You're gonna be like, send Damn. me the record. Um, so I can put it on the end of this episode. I got you. It'll and be make a... sure you clear it for me when they hit you up. No, no, I got you. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be on all platforms next week. The video come so out. So that's perfect because this will come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all planned. Yeah, good. <laughs> you know, you gotta think about it. If you think about the whole time frame for this challenge, it's been two months. So Bro, in two months. Who you I, I, yeah, did all that video music like people take years to do that? But my thing is, if I got the attention and I've been working like this. Then this is nothing. I'm not going to let the, the the attention go to waste. I'm gonna help people during the attention. I'm gonna put on other artists, get them some. I'm going. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna be who I am. You know what I mean? Who I always been for real. What new situations have you gained 
or a new situation have you gained <clears> from <throat> this specific since you've been doing this challenge? Because your network has always been phenomenal. Mm, yeah. Like, you know I mean, I mean, obviously, all the news but stations. Who, who's hit? Yeah, obviously, all the news stations locally and, and some nationally are, are interested just in me in general. But, uh, you know, a lot of show opportunities, a lot of people want me to perform. Okay. You know, just, you know, more shows, more I would think relationships, so. you know right. what I mean? Um, a lot of people outside of the city are watching just to see how things develop, you know. So your next move got to be your best move. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, but that's the video and that's the single. So no, it's like. After that. Yeah, 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 of course. And that's what I'm doing. Like, Because they waiting on that. Yeah, 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 but but yeah, I already know. Like you know, I got the shows. I got you know, I got a project. I got a movie I'm working on. Word. You know, I got a movie, and it comes as a soundtrack. I'm already I act a little bit. You yeah, know listen, I'm gonna be doing like something. I'm be doing the I'm be doing the casting in the summer. You okay. know what I mean? Because I got five songs of the soundtrack done, and I'm a, I'm done. I'm almost done writing it. I'm gonna do the casting in the summer. And I'm even a, if I'm not in it, we'll come cover it, or you come back <laughs> yeah. and talk about it, whatever have you. So also the soundtrack is not just me rapping. I, it shows my songwriting. So I got a lot of pop songs on there, a lot of reggae, a lot of R and B. That you wrote for other artists. Yeah. So I'll get a. I'll before. get a. So if you if you're a singer, like this is a girl that sounds like kind of in Adele lane. Mm-hmm. I heard the song. I produced it, wrote it. I had her sing it. Mm-hmm. You know, paid her off. You know what I mean? <laughs> now you know it's my song now. Same right. thing with this rock song. Same thing with this R and B. Same mm-hmm. thing. So the soundtrack is not just all arson and a bunch of rapping. It's uh, it's the soundtrack to the movie. You know, the movie has different vibes, had different scenes. Yeah. So when you watch the movie, you don't know that all these songs ain't songs that I bought from people. It's songs that I actually made. So that movie is going to be coming out twenty twenty four. But that's ill because it's like belly soundtrack, right? Where yeah. you get a bunch of different vibes. On, yeah. the, on the soundtrack But you These are different Actual artists Performing yeah. them But yeah. I'm the one That wrote it So it's all That's I, amazing I own all of it But you think It's some big collaboration But it's just really me But that's amazing Like that's heavy Yeah but that's what I'm saying And that's that's my My next bit I didn't want to just Put out another album I wanted to put out An album and a movie together You know what I mean So it's like You moving like Beyonce With <laughs> a, a, a trillion For the budget <laughs> Listen man Listen I ain't a millionaire, but I got a million dollar mind. And when I say that, I say that respectfully. Yeah, like, yeah, but that's like, what I'm saying. You got to use your resources. Because, like, people when, can learn from what you're talking about. When y'all see you this. You just keep running this shit off, and it's like, listen, no, he bought his business, bro. My thing is this. If you see what I'm doing with the resources I got now, and you don't want to invest now, then you you stupid. So you anybody want, that want that, that want to invest their money or do something, it's the time to do it. Because once somebody else do it, it's going to be exclusive, exclusive deal. Business-wise, what could you use? Um... Intern, editor. Well, um, yeah, I just I got extinguished entertainment. I have I have a new intern. Shout out to Jesse. She mm-hmm. helps a lot with a lot of stuff. I'm putting her on, help build her network. Um, always looking for people. You know, I do photography as well, so mm-hmm. I can't do everything. So right. if I got a job that I can't do, if you're a photographer or you want to learn more, so photography, uh, journalists, any mm-hmm. anybody, because extinguished entertainment is not just. You know, we also do marketing. We would you see explain have, extinguished entertainment. So you mentioned it earlier. Explain it. So extinguished entertainment is is my my entertainment company. We right. do marketing. So if you're an artist and you need promotion, Spotify, normal online music stuff, but or if you need like you know a press release, if you need to be on TV, you know stuff like that. All the stuff that you see me do, I'm providing it. You know, not for free, obviously, but Absolutely. but I'm providing you the opportunity to, to get it. You know what I mean? So and also not just as a client, but if you want to be a part of it to build your network, you see me. I just did that show with Trina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
this photographer, I hit him up. He got shots, a trainer, which helped his, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He networked. So it's like, right, absolutely. it's like extinguishing entertainment is, is not a, it don't have to be an exclusive deal or a situation. You can tap into, you know, specific projects and go do your thing as a freelance artist or, you know, but we just want to use, you know, the network that I got for artists. So that's, that's the business side of it. No, and I think that's dope. And mm-hmm. I mean, I got the podcast that's through Extinguished, the Matchbook Podcast. Does that come out of um, noticing a void or a passion? It's both because when I when I was coming up, and and this goes for every city, it's really clicky. It's Absolutely. like it's like oh, you gotta know, every you gotta city, yeah. you gotta do this, and it's like why I gotta why I gotta be part of clicks. You see what I'm saying? So I felt like as I'm learning the hard way, Yo, these, Philly is one of those as brothers. as I'm learning how to navigate. <laughs> I might as well just provide this service to other people. You ain't got to be an extinguished artist, but you can use our services. You, you know, be an what affiliate mean? all day. Yeah, you can you be can affiliate. Make money together random, period. Work for hire, whatever. Exactly. Range That's you want to figure out, it, but you got to pull. Yeah. Period. Yeah. That's all it's about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that's my way of, of not just you know giving back to artists, but just. You know, expanding the resources, but also helping my business too. You know, that's what I, mean? what I was about to say. It's so yeah. it's so big for the business. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, like, just the photography alone is is on. Yeah, like the there's videos. Plenty when y'all see this video, don't be like, "Oh, who shot your video?" Because I hate that. People be like, "Yo, your video was fire. Who shot it?" I'm gonna tell you who shot it, and you're gonna go do a video, and it's not gonna look the same. <laughs> it's not the camera quality alone. It's the work it's the treatment it's the direction that's going to make it's talk, so when talk you come that, talk that talk. yeah exactly when you come to extinguish your dream gets manifested in a way not saying that you don't have the ability to do it but if you see something working for me and you want it to work for you just take the same equation and and make it custom to your style so exactly. come to us to have us put it together right put up the plan right and that way you won't be like with that. I had the same guy shoot my video, but it's not the same type of video. And you know what's funny? People, a lot of people will say, well, I would have took the class if I knew that I could have learned that. Sometimes you can pay for a service and learn just as much just doing one project. I didn't go, I didn't, I, I didn't go to school for a lot of the things I know how to do. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, like when you see these videos and you, you see this artwork. It's stuff that I did because I didn't have the money to do, but when I got the money, I invested in it and I, and I built my skill. And eventually, I got formal education on it. Like you know, like and we got YouTube University. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know what I mean. <clears throat> like <clears throat> these YouTubers, that's millionaires. You think they went to school to be a YouTuber? You know what I mean? You think these? You think they went to school to be a YouTuber, but they ain't know. <laughs> they ain't know. They wasn't studying it. So they I'm saying we live in yeah. an age where it's like you can't really, you can't really say can't really make too many excuses to be honest like you just gotta talk find talk, you gotta find a way like i know it feel like the world against you but you gotta grab it and just say yo fuck it i'm going well see when you when you're and and um this is entertainment this is business when you're in the market when you see what's going on you see people that have longevity and you see their levels. You see people that have grown in two years, six months. You see what they do. You see opportunity strikes people when it's supposed to if they're where they're supposed to be at and they get what they're supposed to get out of it. But it's, everything is not everything. Nothing is universal. Like, But one thing for sure, two things for certain. If everybody is promoting on Instagram, then at some point you got to get back out the house. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? Like be different. Yeah, you have like to do I, the other thing too. When I flooded the city in 2010, that was like the foundation of the city really knowing who I was and beyond. And that was street team shit. That was me. That was and guerrilla f- marketing. Four people like guerrilla catching marketing. the L. We ain't had no. We ain't hopping a car and riding around. We was on the L every stop, every stop. I it took it. us two I've months. Been on South Street hanging out yeah, CDs. Yeah, before. so it's like. Every, Not even mine. People wasn't doing <laughs> other artists wasn't doing it. Right. That's what made the difference. They wasn't I don't know if they wasn't willing to or they ain't think about it. I'm pretty sure they wasn't willing to because we're talking about we're talking about two months of walking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about the DVD guys and the, the mixtape oh, yeah. guys. They they was willing to, you know what I mean? They did it. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. They put that work in, like and, and and if you look up today, they still good. They and still I was a young boy like doing it, nineteen, eighteen. Like it wasn't like and I ain't had like I ain't have no money for real, but what I had, I I invested. I, I invested in. Yeah, my dad taught me, and you know my father, but my dad always taught me to reinvest in your business first. Facts. And we lived decent. We went on vacations every year and all of that. We ain't go to Dubai, and but we we always went somewhere, and 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 that was a beautiful thing. But that barbershop came first. Yeah. As far as like if we if we can't because also this, it's a place where you could else. work if you ever didn't have a job. Well, he never wanted me to be a barber. You want to talk about it? Yeah, I, I mean, never talked about. I'm it. I'm just saying, any facet, whether you no, sweeping. I mean, at the same time, there, it was that, but he always being as though he'd been in the barbershop since he was like ten. Yeah, he probably didn't want you to. My uncle and my grandfather taught me how to cut hair. My dad got mad. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's it's. I learned so much from it and like you gotta alright you talking about being eight in music the barbershop was my babysitter you see what I'm saying and when you a child in the barbershop you shut the fuck up you listen yeah, and you hear all types of shit facts if you if you're quiet enough the more you make them recognize that you there the less they gonna talk about <laughs> right yeah and 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 I'm treated with respect because I'm the owner's son. I'm the I'm the the other owners of the other shop's grandson. You know what I mean? I'm I'm somebody in there to those to those gentlemen. Yeah. But you learn so much. I I remember Hilltop Hustlers coming through there with the jackets on and all of that cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know who they is. I'm like, what yeah, the hell Hilltop. Is going on? And it's because he's on that block. He's back. You know, back that way. You know. Yeah. But it was just like. You learn so much just being there that I think that that paid off in the long run for me where it's like, I understand how to have a barber's mentality or a barber's conversation or same with the bartender or certain certain professions that you, engineer shit, yeah. certain industries that you get in where you have to deal with different kind of people and they come with what they come with. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Of course. You know the language. And and I learned that I learned a lot of that early on just being there. But the barbershop was my babysitter, man. But at the same time, he never put me behind the chair. Yeah, he probably wanted you to do your own thing and that's what's up. He ain't trying to make you, you know, do what he did. Yeah. I wasn't never I never resented him for it. I love my pop. My pop is thorough. Yeah, listen, man, he was he was my one of my favorite teachers. Talk about it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you all know his dad was my teacher in sixth grade, so what it's crazy. This? this was Charles R. Drew School. It ain't there no more because mm-hmm. some political things happened with the city and drugs. Is that what happened? Yeah, and um, supposedly I don't get into it, but. It was supposed to be a school for the the neighborhood, but that's not the case. But yeah, I, I know I know exactly what you mean. When yeah, you so there's a lot of gentrification going on, mm-hmm. and um, Charles R. Drew, and Drew, Charles R. Doctor Charles R. Drew, right. was a black man who worked out of Howard University mm-hmm. that did a lot with blood plasma, 
And uh, I was honored to go to his school and find out more about him when I got older. But yeah, that's where your dad worked at. Yeah, so what was your experience? Because I don't know my dad as like... A teacher. Yeah, like, <laughs> my, you know, the biggest drug dealers in my neighborhood, my dad taught them. At, at, at Germantown, King, Yo, your Brooke. dad, like, your dad is very poised, um, educated. Like, it reminds me of, a, like, um, you know, like, all of them great black men, like Sidney Portier. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, even current people like Barack, just that type of poise and... You know, we was wild. I'm talking wild. I was wild. Like, like you know me back then, I was wild. Like, I was crazy. I'm talking about setting the room on fire. Like, literally, literally stapling, oh, stapling people trouble. with staple gun. I was a troubled child. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was quiet, but I, I when I did stuff, I did it. And <laughs> for, it for, for him to just be able to just handle me and 32 other students who was pretty much the same was so much... Like y'all can never rattle him. Yeah, it was like, and then he he just like, listen, man, you ain't gonna get nowhere like that. Like you gotta use this, and you know you young, you ain't trying to hear that. But looking back, that's the type of dude he was. So it's like I really appreciate that because you know everybody couldn't take us. We ain't a lot of people quit and all of that. <laughs> Bro, I always felt like my mom always wanted me to be a teacher because like my dad was a teacher, my aunt was a teacher, my mom worked in the school system, all of that. And she always thought I had a gift for it, like that I would be good at it. And I used to always be like, the shit I used to do in school, I'm not gonna go stand in front of that car, but like, yeah, is you sex. crazy? <laughs> but it got to a point um, also where I got, um, I was young. We went to a family reunion one time and I started realizing like, starting to see my dad outside of being my dad. Yeah. Like we went down south and all of the cousins pulled their chairs up to his table. He dead tired and he just turned it on. Yeah. And it's just comedy for three straight hours. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like... It's like oh. you see how he is to the world versus just to you. Yeah. So even as like... I know I know, um, women that have taught with them. And they were younger than him. So he kind of was like helping them along their way or whatever. And the things that they say about him is just like... It makes sense because I know my pop. Yeah. But I didn't... You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. see that. But it's funny because I'm telling you, this dude feel like he taught everybody. I'll be talking to somebody, he'll be like, how you know such and such? And he said, a government. And I'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, I appreciate you saying that, though, because that was thorough because you said the Sidney Poitier thing. And one thing that um, they used to always say my dad looked like Robert Towson. Yo, we do. But yo, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, I subconsciously knew that. I just never said it. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Back then, especially. Yeah, for sure. You do. But, like, I always looked at my grandfather on the level of um, Martin Luther King, you know. So, when you say that, I understand the perspective yeah, that you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, It's about the man and what he, you know yeah, what I mean? What he sure. represents. It's a, it's a real thing. It People wasn't. People think that you're doing everything. It's like, no. Everybody has they, who they can touch. Yeah, exactly. And, and even being like that had an influence. Because... You can look. I can look back as a kid and say, I could think about everybody in my community. I could think about the drug dealer, and then I could think about Mr. Rice. Mm -hmm. So now I got options. Mm. You know what I mean? Church. You know what I mean? If our teacher was just some teacher who was like, I just get a check, I don't care. Then I'm gravitating to the streets. But if I got a teacher that's like, yo, you smarter than that. 
and you know really talking to me like I, I exist, mm-hmm. then I got options, and that's kind of where I get what I get from. I want to. The weird options. shit is he's probably talking to y'all and, and like my fucking son. <laughs> <laughs> like like I got a son that's crazy as you motherfuckers. Y'all don't even, you know what I mean? I know, like, right? and, we, and we don't know. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> like, um, one thing about him. And we're going to get off of my pop. But one thing about um how he raised me, there was plenty of times where he talked to me and told me, I should be fucking you up right now. <laughs> but we going to talk and we going to like, you know what I mean? He gave me a lot of grace before that fucking hammer came. But when the hammer came, it was Thor. You know And, and it's just a prime example of why you should always be mindful of how you treat people and, and understand that everything you do, you do to yourself. Because if I didn't know he was your dad, <clears throat> and say I had an issue with you, knowing he was your dad could change that. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Or, or vice versa. So it's like you think that the stuff you're doing or stuff that's happened to you is personal, but it's really we all connected for real. Especially like closest cities go. You know? What yeah. I mean? And this city is a motherfucker. Yeah, everybody know everybody. I went to high extent. school and it was like five dudes who my dad gave a first haircut to. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Yo, the fact that he was a teacher and a barber is like, oh yeah, everybody Yo, he know, know him. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. but he been a barber since he was ten. Yeah, but those, <laughs> those, one of those alone, you are gonna know everybody. Yep. You got multiple classes with thirty three people in it. And he, he was got, a traveling teacher. He bounced to a different school every couple years. Yeah, so you know he knew everybody. He probably he probably knew everybody or cut everybody here in the city at some point. The uh, almost everybody. Is, my papa talked that shit without talking that shit. He like um. I said something about his job one day. He said, I got my double masters. My principal ain't got that. <laughs> I said, so why you ain't a principal? He said, they the first one in, last one to leave. I got a barbershop. Facts. Like it, but but they pay him? Yeah. Like he the principal. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That's, he got that's that. what happened with me. I was I was um on my way to get my PhD. I was, I was getting all A's. And then I thought about something. And I'm like, I can make just as much money with this as I can with a PhD. <laughs> I got 20 years experience. That makes it a PhD. Why am I going to go get more debt? And then I realized that people with PhDs who make the same amount as me. And I'm like. And got way more stress. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, and then, and like, and I and I, I took my ego out of it. I said, forget all that doctor shit. Like, you know what no, I mean? The, 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 <laughs> the title The accreditation is beautiful. The, yeah, yeah. But the ego, I think a lot of people don't go really for the right reason. Life is not like, about a title. I was going for the right reason because I wanted the, I wanted more accreditation to do the work. But then when I looked at the- You reached like, a certain level yeah. where it's like it don't even matter. No and more. then I looked at the years and I put it together and I said, well, I'm kind of there. You know what I mean? I don't you know necessarily need it. And I thought about the debt that I was going to incur, a $70,000 debt. I'm like, I don't need that debt. You know what I mean? How were you able to always step outside of yourself and analyze your situation from a, a, a helicopter point of view? It's a survival thing. Do you know thing. that you do that? Right, you got to. Because, I mean, when you're living in, you coming from down the bottom of West Philly. Talk that shit. And, you you know, you eight years old, first time you see a white sheet put on somebody. You're mm-hmm. getting shot at 11. Shot at, at 11. You get shot at, at, you know, 15. You know, the way you move, you got you got to have a, you got to have a mind that goes beyond where you physically at. Because if you don't. You'll be stuck. You, you'll be stuck and you'll, you'll be, you'll get ate up. So my mind was my only freedom. You know, like I was physically walking around, but you know, my mind had to, it had to see further. It had, it was no, it was a survival thing. Mm-hmm. If I can't see, if I can't, even if I'm crazy, even if it's like, oh, I'm imagining me getting the house. I, I got to, because. It's the only way it's gonna keep me sane. Cause if I can't imagine, then I can't. I, at least I can see it. I gotta be a visionary. I gotta be able to see what other people don't see. Because 
if I just look at what everybody see, then I'm gonna die. I can't survive like that. When were you aware of it? Eight like, years old, around eight years old. At eight, you were aware that you had the ability to see outside of the situation yeah, that's in a way that others couldn't. Yeah, I, it started with drawing. I would draw things. I would draw. I would choose to draw faces and places that I never been. You know mm. what I mean? That was my first art. You know, aside from dancing, which um, is interesting because most yeah, don't. But yeah, ahead. I wanted to draw what I saw in my mind, mm -hmm. and then when I realized I could use that in music, I can make music and lyrics and create the same drawing in my mind and your mind, it's a different type of drawing. If, you know, I, if I draw it on paper, we see one thing that's not going to change. visualization tactics at eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look back now. It's like, to, you hear what you just said? Yeah, but I didn't, you know, to me, it sounds crazy when you say it, but it's like, it doesn't sound but, but, crazy but, to me but, because I believe but, in the but, power but this, of us. But this is why I put so much emphasis on young people. That's right. why I'm doing this challenge right. for young people because these young, young people, period, not just young people, but human beings have this ability. It's just we be caught up in so much other stuff that we don't tap into it. Like my friends, luckily, you know, my mom dealt with, you know, what she dealt with and all the struggles. But I had friends that moms would be... OD when I walk in mm. so they ain't had that love and support that mm -hmm. I had at my house you know what I mean my mom yeah. overcame her addiction my, my dad friend. died and all of that but some people was worse than me mm -hmm. so they can't be drawling because they trying they, they hungry they I'm up here taking the food out my house that my mom gave me them big old things with the bag of chips and giving them to my friends because they hungry you know what I mean mm -hmm. like you know my friends like bring the breakfast and we cook breakfast at your exactly so it's like they didn't have the ability to use their front of party brain to be creative because they strictly on I'm trying to survive so you know since I had that I, I never took it for granted you know what I mean because like with me I guess my thing that's similar to that I wouldn't call it equivalent is that I have the ability to multitask in conversation. I can talk to you and, and have a conversation, separate conversation with this person and know what they're talking about behind us. Yeah. And that comes from paranoia <coughs> and being in groups and, have and to stuff pay attention. happening and you, you gotta don't pay know attention. that it's happening. So you're trying to always be on point. point. Yeah. But like, it helps me in the studio. Yeah, you, it's, it's a transfer. It's a transferable skill, and that's what I'm saying. Like all this stuff that you learn in the street, you could put into a job or business. Just learn how to. That's a transferable skill. Imagine, hey, so imagine you had a Fortune 500 company using that same skill. You well, know what I mean? I understand it. But yeah, it took me a while. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. People don't be aware. You know what I mean? Like everybody got it. They just don't be aware of it. I said in one of my songs that I got a healthy, a healthy paranoia balanced by marijuana. Like. I'm good with being a little bit paranoid. I come from Philly. Yeah. If you think that you come, if you comfortable, you tripping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure <laughs> you tripping. You know what I mean? You ain't in your grandma's living room. Then what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad but true. Like I, born in '82, this is what it is at this point, right? Facts. But no, um, you said a lot, man. You said a lot. One thing that sticks out is. When you took Young into the studio and you said y'all was in the car and he had the joy and the energy and what you saw in that. Yo, like those I, moments I are meant to happen. Like, because that gives you the. Now it's another branch. It looked like he won the million dollars and all he did was just record his voice. It brought me back to how powerful it felt when I seen that tape or I heard, you know what I mean? Like, people, like that was enough. And, and I give him credit, but he don't take it. He'd be like, 
Oh, you the one started the challenge. I said, yeah, I've been doing this for a while. But I said, it's that moment that inspired me. And you didn't do it on purpose. But I guess it is a both of us thing because you reached out. I ain't had to reach back out to him. I could have been, young boy, you're not ready. But he has the right personality and the right energy and the right understanding of a situation. He's humble. Yeah, yeah, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's and that's that why means I, he's meant to have the energy poured into him. And exactly, and that's why that's why I continue to mentor him. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, like he might not rap as good, but I, I always tell people you can work on skill. You can't work on ambition. Like you can't you can't give nobody ambition. Let's talk about like it. like I I can he has the ambition. His his second rap is on the official song. It's on mm-hmm. Voices of My City, and it's it's art. And, yeah. it's, it's actually yeah, art. Right. You know why? Because he around a bunch of other people that's fire, mm-hmm. and he keeps saying he's like, "Yo, man, I ain't got the hottest verse." I said, "Yo, keep being around us." You but the crazy it. thing is, he has somebody's favorite verse. Yeah, exactly. And we don't realize that all the time. Exactly. And I said, "That's what I told him." I said, "Yo, use that." And do what you did last time. Come back stronger. I said that's how I was the weakest one when I was fourteen, but I became the strongest one because I worked harder than all of them seventeen year olds. Bro, I was barstool rude walking in the studio with the Booze Brothers and a bunch of low lifes, and they like, oh, get on this joint, and they on a hip hop similar to Wu Tang Mob deep vibes, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get off, I gotta get off, yeah. and I'm just fishing to get my shit off. But then later down the line, they like, yo, you kind of killed that John. Niggas keep know, asking right? me who was the kid, who was the young boy, and that's all it's about. Start the start the energy, because then you could build from there. I might not have been the best on there, but now that people antennas is up, I got different producers sending me beats. I got, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we can build for sure. Now we can build, but the fact that you're a conduit to that. But yeah. before we wrap, I want to say. Real quick, with the Pray for Philly Challenge related situation, the football game, Roxborough High School, the young man from Saul was murdered after the football scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a mentor. They interviewed his mentor on the news the next day. Um, black man, probably around our age. You know what I mean? And he was like, no, he was a great kid. You know, all the things that people say. He said, he was wearing my pads when he got shot. Like the connection that you that we can have, you know what I mean. We we don't all have the biggest pulpit, but whoever you can touch, when you can give them these yeah. moments, when you can inspire, when you can be that connected, even though that young man lost his life, that man made his life that much better. Facts for that time period that they were connected. Facts. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's what my homie told me. He was like, "Yo, if you change one person's life, you change." The world because that's that person's world. If you teach me something, I can teach a bunch of people. Facts. And that and that's that's my thing. It's like I'm only one person, but that's why this challenge I help every artist accountable, every community organization, every person to donate link. If you ain't got the money, then you can post it. If you ain't explain, a rapper, you explain can explain the donate Yeah, link. so the youth pray for Philly challenge, it's a GoFundMe for it. I didn't want to just go to an organization and say sponsor this. I wanted you as the people that that are affected by it to invest in the change of it. And it starts with our youth. So you can invest through music. You can invest through money. You can invest through sharing. You can invest through word of mouth. But whatever you do, invest into this positive energy Mm -hmm. instead of just dealing with the negative. And uh, And you'll give me the links to add to the... Yeah, it's it's on GoFundMe. It's in my bio, Arson215. It's also... 
Yeah, and there's also um, if you go to GoFundMe, you put "Pray for Philly Challenge," it pop right up. If you see uh, if you see founded or started by Arson Clemens, you know it's legit. Right. You know people do weird stuff, but I know, I know, yeah. I know. No, I'm glad you said it. And then what I'm gonna do is play. the deadline is the 18th for the youth to submit all the rules on my page. On on November 1st, I'm gonna announce the winner at one of these community organizations live on my Instagram, and I'm gonna show you know, and I'm gonna show the how the voting with the pie. All of that, and I'm gonna hand them the money right in their hand, and I'm gonna connect them and every participant with the resources they need. No, that's dope. Um, I want to salute you again because I know that Pray for Philly Challenge is a new energy for you. No, I've you, been this, you've this, been this, this been, guy the whole time. <laughs> Facts. You've never been a problem. Yeah. You've always been somebody that has shown. Um, hey, I mean, I have. You know, I've had my moments where I've shown edgier sides of myself. No, no, I'm in the business. We, yeah. we, bro, it ain't that deep. Trust me. Oh, okay. Yeah, trust me. What you represent and what you've always represented is just personified in a different entity with this. Facts. And I appreciate you for that. And like I, I, I've been saying multiple ways, and you said in a couple ways, if you can touch, inspire, make people tap into a different part of their brain, let people know they have an opportunity. Like, you know what I mean? When yeah. you can raise the ceiling, then you doing what you was put here to do Facts. to some extent. Yeah. And, and, and that's a beautiful thing. So I don't want you... To just look at it as something yeah. that you're just used to doing. Yeah. Just know that these things are monumental for people. Facts. They're huge for people. The first thing I seen when I saw you was doing it wasn't, let me think of a verse. It was, I got to cover this. Yeah. I see what you you're saying. You see what I'm saying? You wanted to, you wanted to lift it up. I wanted, I wanted not to just contribute to it because I wanted to argue that narrative that I'm always arguing when it's like, it's nobody that cares until it's like, no. Yeah. I know this brother. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. He just sat here and told y'all about my pop. Like, we not strangers. It's yeah. not, it's not no clout, whatever yeah. they talk about. I hate to say And you remember what rhymes. we did with, you know, Never Forget Faust. That never was an example Faust, of like, crazy. I said, let me make a hashtag for him. But you did that. And you brought everybody in. And y'all heckled me because I was still getting my life together. <laughs> I had a great time with that joint. Yeah. And like I said, he produced my album. And the last song is on Faust on a Roll in My Headset. Yeah, like yeah, I remember that in your verse. Yeah, I recorded your verse. Remember? Yeah, I remember. We was in there. We was in there. But like, like I said, that was early on me figuring my voice out. But well, not early on me figuring my voice out. I was in a weird place at that time. I'm gonna keep it G. Cause that foul shit was like. Yeah, I don't understand. That foul shit was crazy. You know what I mean? But I wanted to do something that no matter his kids can press the hashtag and, and it'll always be there forever. Like they'll always see. That he meant something to the world, you know what I mean? I don't think. Um, and you seen the video, the way I put it together was yeah, crazy. I don't think people understood how much he had done. That's why I did it too, to show not just the human side, but also the musical accomplishments. Yeah, like he had done so much, and it was just like, it was on his, he was an energy person. Facts. Like, I know so many people that recorded at that studio that's like, yo, I didn't need no Faust as a producer. And I'm like, every time I finish the session, he played me eight beats. I say I like six of them, and they be in my email by the yeah. time I get home. Like, what, what yeah, are y'all doing there? <laughs> like, yeah. And that was his beat we did it on. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was only right. And that's 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 what was so dope about him. But um, rest in peace to Faust, man. Rest in peace to Faust. Never forget Faust. Never forget it's the Faust. It's the hashtag. And we on there. We on there. And I, I, I thank you again for that, for letting me be a part of that. But like I said, 
I got personal ties to that studio. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I reached out. In a real everybody way. did. That's why I was like, yo, I'm gonna reach out to everybody. Nah, in a real way. But um, let the people know how to follow you, how to participate in everything <coughs> and all of that. Let's put Listen, a bow on it. On social media, you can follow me at arson215. That's A-R-S-I-N-215. Um, if you want to be a part of the youth challenge, all you gotta do is go to my page, look at the details. If you want to contact me about business, it's arson movement at gmail. You know, we ain't hard to find. So, you know, let's go. That part, I appreciate you once again, bro. Right now. Absolutely. My guy. Yo, this is Sipping with Sammy. We'll forever be sipping with Sammy. Sam alone, Barstool Rouge. If you ain't sipping with Sammy, you ain't sipping right. Please get your fucking life together. And if you ain't a part of something positive, then you about to miss the boat, man. Cause we on our way out of here, man. We're gonna take our people to a better place. Starting with Arson215, my guy, man. You already know. And plenty others. Shout out the City of Dreams Coalition. Seen too many dark nights That's why sometimes I leave the car park nights And settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down They tryna tear the ghetto down That's why I tell my homies put the metal down Settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down Up in the morning, every day yawning Spark of a wood, every day ain't boring Look at the news, five minutes at the snooze Look at the news, six hours at the booze Watch on my wrist so you know what time it is Rap at a show so they know what line it is Nobody equal and they brainwashing people Hit my ground with six shots like a free throw Life ain't fair and I'm still wearing ass Juicing for my dinner so I'm cutting up pants I really don't care, square up with a bear I really don't care, take the mic from a man Life like a movie, like they free little boozy Waiting for my chance, trying to test out the Uzi My squad getting busy, but you know that already Stand up for yourself, the pigs ain't loyal Seen too many dark nights That's why sometimes I leave the car park nights Settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down They trying to tear the ghetto down That's why I tell my homies put the metal down Settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down Laying on the pillow, eyes wide open Tired as hell, but can't shake my emotions Meds don't work, need something more potent Cause stress keeps interrupting my smoking They say we hopeless, I know better Say we deserve less than pets and I know better I show better, nah bruh, I ain't perfect Never did nobody harm who ain't deserve it The time put in these verses seem my only outlet And I ain't found my way out yet so I toss, turn on the news Country on their way to war for other dudes Same in the streets and other news Homie killed the homie from his crew Streets say he had it coming Gotta figure out something I'm getting too numb and I ain't running Seen too many dark nights That's why sometimes I leave the car park nights and settle down, settle down, settle down, settle down. They tryna tear the ghetto down. That's why I tell my homies put the metal down. And settle down, settle down, settle down.